0: The Young and the Monstrous. A story of kids just trying to get out of high school and keep their monsters within. Episode 10, Visions and Questions. Emily blacked out in school. And we're going to go to some visions that Emily has.
1: I pass out and all I see is blackness. And then I start seeing little lights. And I can kind of tell they're like ethereal. They're like fairy lights, essentially. Um, And then I see this portal. And in front of it, I see from behind, I don't see her face, but I see Lilith standing there and i watch as she's reaching out to the portal and it just closes and then everything goes black and that's my vision
0: do we see it's is it so nondescript where you don't know where this portal is or are, do you perhaps get some kind of a clue as to where that portal is
1: i it's it's all blackness all i see is lilith and the portal
0: Okay. You see, is Lilith in the portal? Um, interesting. Okay, and you're sure it's Lilith and that she's going into, and is she going away from you, um, away from our world into some other thing or from some other thing toward us?
1: She is, she has her back to me and she looks like she's trying to enter the portal, but it closes before she can reach it.
0: I'm going to have you do something that is actually what triggered this need for visions to start with. Could you make a roll for me, 2d6, and add to that your dark stat?
1: I got seven.
0: Seven. All right, on a seven to nine, and, the Abyss uh, shows... Oh, I'm sorry,
1: I'm supposed to add my dark score? Yes. Oh, okay, I got six.
0: Six. Ooh, Ooh. all right. Okay. <laughs> That's... Uh, failing that, failing that role in the la- in session two is what g- got us into this, and so now with a six, we're in a slightly similar similar result. I'm going to give you something here um, that's a little unclear, and um, then we'll deal with some ramifications for it later. Uh, so you hear as you're staring at uh, Lilith stepping into this portal you can hear what sounds like the lapping of waves, but not like an ocean. Like, not like the waves of an ocean, more like kind of the gentle the gentle waves on a lake and kind of those sounds at night that you might hear kind of hanging out on a lake with like a little bit of wind where you can hear water moving a bit. Um, And as she steps through um, that portal You can feel like almost humidity getting more intense and this cloying feeling of like something, something else is here and something else is, was watching her. But now that you're here, it's paying attention to you. And you can hear the noise of insects and frogs and other things like getting louder and louder. And there's something that's focused its attention now on you and no longer on her. And um, you feel that humidity kind of like oppressively getting getting to you. Um, I've never been down into Bayou or into like the jungle, but I could feel almost like a, like when the heat and humidity is so oppressive that you feel like you can't catch your breath is like where your you standard
1: start to... Florida summer.
0: Today. Yes, I mean, in that capacity, every day I regularly exist in that heat. By you. But almost when, like, you know, in Florida, this happens in up north as well, but when it has rained, but rained not enough to really cool anything down yet, and instead it's just thrown a little bit more water, usually onto, like, asphalt or that kind of stuff, where then the steam kicks that back up at you, and you're, like, briefly walking through a sauna when you're going to tour from a car. It's that kind of feeling. Um, but way more worse, where you feel like it's almost kind of clenching you, and again, you know that this is not just an atmospheric thing. This is something that is now focused on you and doing this to you, and when you get to the point where you cannot um, breathe, that's when um, you wake up, and uh, you've got your mother, whose name is Dr. Uh, Westmore, Dr. Mm. Westmore DDS, and your father as well, also Dr. Westmore DDS, and they're both there, and you are in a hospital bed. And they're like, oh my god, Emily, are you okay? Are you alright? Nurse! Nurse! And uh, a nurse comes in and like is trying to look at you, and it takes you a little bit to to come to, but yeah, you're you're in a hospital room, and you're not in your school clothes, you're in like hospital gown you're sitting there there's a cup uh there's a a few takeout containers of food nearby like on the little um end table or whatever the hell you might have and um yeah a nurse comes in and he looks at a a lot of the kind of various machines and and your mother says like oh you're emily you're awake we were so we were so worried emily are you are you okay can you hear me and then the nurse kind of comes in and does a lot of the same stuff, like shines a little light in your eyes and that kind of deal. And in you're disoriented, probably. But in a few moments, you, you're just in the hospital, just sitting there. And theoretically, you're fine. You just have no idea how the fuck you got here or what's going down.
1: All right. So I asked my mother, where am I? How did I get here?
0: but yeah your father's like emily you uh they said that you passed out in school we thought maybe you had hit your head but the doctors they did some uh, some x-rays and scans and they said that you hadn't they weren't sure what went on but you you fainted like that was monday morning
1: what day is it now
0: is wednesday too short of an amount of time for this to be dramatic i mean I, if you've been unconscious no. for two days that's pretty rough but like you i don't know within the story. brain
1: damage from being in a coma for like i don't know like six hours or something like that so
0: yeah someone once told me that is like an action movie someone gets punched and they're unconscious for like half an hour and they're like if you're un- if you're knocked unconscious for anything more than a couple seconds it's like incredibly dangerous to your body
1: So could I theoretically have brain damage?
0: Do you ask that of them? Hmm. Oh, um,
1: there anything wrong with me?
0: Then, um, they like look over to the nurse and this guy, after he's done the, like, follow the, follow this light. Um, he picks up your file and he flips through it and he's like, it seemed like you possibly had symptoms similar to it. Uh, you exhibited symptoms similar to a concussion, but when we did a brain scan, it says that you didn't have a concussion. Um, it's based on what we see, there shouldn't be any lasting effects. Uh, How to much this,
1: of this vision do I remember upon waking?
0: Um, that is up to you. You can remember all of it or it could be something that kind of like recedes into the back of your mind like a dream that only later you're like, wait, I did have a dream.
1: I think, if anything, that feeling of suffocating is going to stick with me. Um, the rest can be kind of hazy.
2: Okay.
0: Um. But yeah, the nurse will basically tell you like, you seem to be fine. It may have just been uh, what I can call Dr. So-and-so in in a moment, uh, but from what we had seen before, we're probably just gonna have to keep checking in on you. It could maybe have been, um, and I think your mother is like, there was a speculation that maybe it was some kind of panic attack or it was stress induced. Was that well? Do you think my that boy could be boyfriend the case? just
1: died, so I'm pretty sad about oh.
0: that. And I and I think your dad is like, oh, Kyle. And I think he says it like somewhat slightly not not sympathetic enough. And then she'll and your mother, I think, tries to tack in the other direction of like, well then maybe that is what happened. The doctors Um I'm sure they'll wanna do some more exams. Um, uh, but we'll have to We'll have to see how how things are going but you should we can get you back to doing what you need to do to keep things as normal for you as possible but uh, and I think the nurse is like you're gonna want to take it take it easy just whatever whatever you're doing take it easy I'll go get doctor I'll go get doctor um, Serafinowitz.
1: Hmm.
0: Write that one down in your notes.
1: Uh, I don't want to see a doctor. I just want to get out of here. I don't feel safe here.
0: And your father's like, this is probably the safest place for you. And I mean, you should definitely see a doctor. I mean, your mother and I can help you, but not like they can here, to make sure you're okay.
1: No, no, can I just go home? There's something wrong here.
0: Hmm. Do you have uh, a string on either of your parents? Only string cheese.
1: I have a condition on my mother, who... Thanks, I am a delicate flower. But other than that, no. Hmm.
0: If you take advantage of someone's condition while making a move against them, add one to your roll. You know what? If you want to...
3: Maybe
1: run away? beg <clears throat> my mom. Mom, please
0: would you be physically just running away
1: um can i even stand up straight
0: oh here's this they want you to stay here you could shut them down and get and get a plus one on that roll with the condition and we'll just say it's to both of your parents with your mother being the one that has that condition applied
1: sure let's go for it
0: that's could that does that sound about right david yeah, because the other the other option of turning them on seems like it's not hot.
3: Like, shutting them down could work, too, if you want to keep it more conversational, I guess. hmm
0: Sounds thinking? good. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah. So, because usually when I think I'm trying to get a person to do something, turn someone on is what we would normally use but maybe this is shutting them down.
1: How's, how's playing the pity card shutting them down or turning them on?
0: Yeah, it could be, honestly, it could be either one. It also works with either stat. So if you want to pull up those rules and see which one of the options of like when you succeed sounds more like what you want to do. Um, I'm turning someone on. I give myself to you. I promise something I think you want, or I get embarrassed and act awkward with shutting someone down. They lose a string on you. If they have no strings on you, you gain one on them and then can spend it.
1: How about they I
0: condition? Go. How about
1: I say, uh, let's, let's go the turn on route. Cause I've got mm-hmm. plus two too hot. Um, say, Oh mom, please. I, I just want to go home. I promise. Like I'll, I'll rest. I'll, I'll be good. I'll stay in bed, but I, I don't want to be here. Please, I'm scared.
0: Yeah, that works. Okay. And the, yeah, and, and you're 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 turning them on to the idea of you're their you're their their precious girl that they have to hold tight to themselves, not turning them on in a sexual capacity.
1: Right. Let's be very clear.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. um, Although, 2D? if you want to find
0: videos about this, go ahead.
1: Two <laughs> D. Yeah,
0: two D six. It's oh, it's basically always going to be that for this game. I think. And you're adding your hot, skill, hot stat. Nine. Your hot your hot cakes. All right, nine. And if you add the plus one to the thing from your mom, that ends oh, up being a 10. 10. Nice. There we go. So on a 10 plus, you gain a string on them and Great. choose a reaction from below. So um, we could say this is either your parents collectively or your mom specifically, if you're just pushing this on her. Let's keep it with your mom, that you gain a string on your mom. I think the easiest thing that they're going to do is your mom is just going to say, like. "Um, Like, we're going to we're going to still have to bring you in for doctor's appointments, but. um, Have we established first names for your parents?
1: No, I don't believe we have
0: Janice and Paul. Westmore
1: Paul's even better.
0: So Janice turns to Paul and says, Paul. I need you to go and essentially speak to speak to the doctors or whatever hospital administrators uh, or administration staff to get her discharged. We'll have them at home. We'll schedule outpatient appointments. And he's like, I don't know about this. Um, I mean, our insurance covers her to stay here another another day at least. Uh, shouldn't we at least wait till the doctor comes in to make a decision? And she's like, the doctor already did all these things. You heard the nurse read the report. It's right there at the foot of the bed because this is from the seventies and they just put it in the little thing at the end of the bed. Um, And I think Paul is just, or Dr. Paul, Dr. Paul Westmore, DDS is just like, all right, I'll go deal with this, but you're coming back here or to some other doctor tomorrow to double check on how you're doing. And he says that doesn't wait for anyone to be like, like, Oh, absolutely. He's just like, this is what I'm saying. And then leaves the room. So that way he had the last word in that conversation, as far as the conversation went for him. And he walks out the door, which is going to be my new technique. I'm going to start doing that regularly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this. And you walk out of the room. Um, yes. But, and so your mother, I think and um, just says, "We'll get you back home, get things back to normal as soon as we can. We just have to make sure you're okay." Thank
1: you. Mom. And I think she
0: she looks back through this. She like opens up that. Oh, um, what's her like? Kind of the the person I'm imagining that your mother is. I think we talked about this before. Is is Portia de Rossi from Better Off Ted? slash um, Angelica Pickle's mother from Rugrats.
1: All right.
0: So uh, if I don't she's know a bit of feel, a boss bitch. Yeah, very much so. Hair back in a tight ponytail. Um, what is her like, like she's she's like, yes, I'm going to take care of you. You're my baby. But then as soon as that's like been decided, what is the like boss bitch move that she immediately pulls not towards you necessarily, but towards the situation that just shows like that's who this character is.
1: Uh, snaps at the nurse.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah, that's what she does and says like, um,
1: you're dismissed.
0: Yeah, she she's like, don't just don't just stand there, page the doctor page whoever so we can get this moving. So my husband doesn't have to wait around. Um, Yeah, so fast forward. All right, this is gonna be a little weird. Um, I think we're gonna just go to the next day because I want the situation available where um, you guys are all together. Excuse me. And so rather than, um... well, actually it depends. We've got, Uh, no, That's, that's, that's I think the same situation where you guys are all together, it's Thursday. And Emily is back. She's back at school. She had passed out Monday morning, first thing Monday morning, um, before Celine and Lilith had been called in to talk with that weird guy, Ransom Morgan House and Officer Perez. And it is now Thursday morning, and you guys are in homeroom. And one of the big things that you notice is... Well, Emily's back and there's a lot of people who are like, oh, Emily, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, There's a lot of absences. The hallways are not empty, but like, you know how school would feel um, the day before a long weekend, let alone like the day before a holiday break. It feels like that, but there is not a holiday break and it is not a long weekend and it's a Thursday. And it's. The student body is light, I'd say. In homeroom, a class that should normally have—we are not meeting all these fucking people—a class that would normally have twenty-something students in it, um, instead has like twelve. All right, but yeah, you guys are in ho- in your homeroom class, and um, yeah, your homeroom has a substitute teacher there again. And the substitute teacher is just like slowly taking attendance and being like, uh, uh, Billy Menendez. No, no, Billy's not here. Oh, all right. No, Billy not here. He's not here. Okay. Billy's not here. It's like a lot of that. Like this person who's never seen any of you guys double checking each name. Um, and so maybe dramatically, uh, Celine and uh, Renato are there and their names are called and then they're like the substitute says Emily and that's when Emily comes in late.
1: Here. Yeah.
0: Oh, please. Take a seat. Almost half the class is gone. 8 out of 20.
2: And Renato so will do that... like a double take when he realizes that Emily's come in and he like looks like he's about to say something. And, like forgets what he was going to say and then just like goes back to what he was like to face in the front of the class All right. also Renato looks terrible Renato is still wearing the same thing he was wearing the first time you met him and like whereas the first time he was here like everyone he interacted with was like oh that guy's the best he's we're, we're friends now Renato is like so encouraging and cool there's like a ring of desks around him where there's nobody sitting and that that seems intentional like people don't want to be don't want like look in his direction he looks like disheveled and he is like no one has spoken to him since this class started does he have like a pig pen situation is he stinky um yeah there's a bit of stink coming off him yeah okay (laughs) all right
0: yeah so we got a we got a pig pen over here everyone's giving him kind of a little wider berth of space but the big thing is, like I said, you're seeing people not here. There's a there's a not insignificant number of absences. Including among them, and I'll just say this person is in your homeroom for the shit of it, um, Shimonye is not here. So that is one of the people who is not present. Is, <clears throat> is Shree here? I will say... Yes. So Shri is. Alad is here. As well. You guys are all, for some reason, all in the same class. The same homeroom class. Yeah. You Um, know what? Early on in the class, this is just me having worked in the classroom for 10 years. There's a weird thing that goes on, which is like, things start, and the class is supposed to have started. And there were even fewer people here before. There were maybe like nine. And then... um, another like somebody who works at the school basically is like oh we're gonna have you watch these additional kids they're not normally in your homeroom here are their names and so like there's other kids so these kids aren't necessarily all in the homeroom all the time so if we hadn't brought them up before then we're in another one and now they're with you guys and what that can tell you right away pretty easily is the teacher for that other class is also absent so but yeah now you guys there's 13 of you in this room that's supposed to have 20 um once emily once emily comes in um Celine's gonna
3: try to can she try to text Shimonier like oh you okay yeah absolutely um so i guess probably secretly like oh i'm reading or something assuming you yeah. can't text in class
0: you're not supposed Prowned to constantly. <laughs> very very frustrating um but yeah so you're you you like look down at your in your in your lap, and you do that, and um, in a in a minute or two, you get a response back that's like like oh I'm I'm just sick. She might just be like feel better and like emojis or something, and you just see yeah. like oh man, disappointed. I've been playing her as kind of like an overly sarcastic kind of a mean person. And uh I'm gonna have it take like a dark, not a dark turn, but like a mean person in like a Daria Jane kind of aspect. Um, and have her be like, uh, like just make sure they don't put anything stupid on my gravestone. I'll, I'll start, um, you know
3: writing it now. It'll be it'll be epic. craned people will cry as they, they walk by don't even worry also being sarcastic
0: mm-hmm. yeah then there's maybe some kind of like a little back and forth about that kind of a thing and um, I think Sri and Alad are talking, I'll throw this in Sri and Alad are talking and you guys can overhear them and again if anyone has anyone they want to speak with or, or want to bring something up or want to do a thing Interrupt me. I'm literally just throwing in some other stuff until you guys are are down. So I think Shri and Alad are talking to each other just kind of casually and they're like, Yeah, I talked to so-and-so, one of the people who's out. Same thing. All his hair fell out. He looks like uh Who's a very bald person that kids would know who they are? My go to right now would be Matt Lucas, but I don't know if kids are familiar with Matt Lucas. I do not yeah. know who that is.
1: Do kids know Moby?
0: I don't know if kids would know Moby either because I also thought Michael Stipe from REM. Wait, they definitely would know who the fuck is that Mr. guy is. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Clean Solving? Yeah, Mr. Clean. I think we've just used that before where somebody made fun of somebody as Mr. Clean, but yeah, I was thinking like, about NoHo
2: Hank from Barry, but that's not a kid thing.
0: Yeah, and uh Bryn, Brynifer, um said somebody what did she say? She's like, "I bet he went from Nicolas Cage to Patrick Stewart." Yeah. Um but yeah, so like yeah, a lot will just say like yeah, he says he looks like Mr. Clean, but not a bear. Um, and I think Shrigo's like oh so and so someone else who isn't here she said she said she looks like shit I'm gonna I'm gonna text her and see if it's something with her hair too
2: was Emily present for the party Emily was at the party all of you guys were at the party okay Uh, I don't know where Emily sits but I'm gonna take presume that it's somewhere close enough where we're gonna like lean over to Emily and be like where have you been uh, did you have the same thing everyone else has?
0: And this is probably, Emily, the first you're hearing of whatever the fuck this is about.
2: I don't
1: know what you're talking about. I was in the hospital. What's going on?
2: And Renato would say, did all your hair fall out?
1: Oh, uh, she pulls on her hair. She says, clearly not.
2: Renato like look at it somewhat perplexed. Uh, and he'll be like, sorry i'm confused i've been confused a good amount lately um i feel like he like turned to his left but there's nobody there and he's like sorry usually lilith helps me out with this stuff but she, i don't know where she is either
1: there seem to be a lot of people missing what's going on
2: and renato will shrug and say um been a bit of a blur for me if i'm being honest one minute i uh i'm on a scooby-doo adventure with the gang and next uh there is no gang you know like look over to where celine is and you say or oh, at least th- there's only half of one
1: what's this about everyone's hair falling out
2: Renato will shrug and say well it, that that's that's the scuttlebutt as they say I, I i hear that the kids who aren't here and the teachers their their hair is falling out, which apparently is a very big deal. And it's a um, don't come to school situation. He like to tug on his own hair. And some of it does in fact fall out, but he he's, doesn't seem too perturbed by it. He's like, huh.
1: Emily's sitting there kind of pulling on her hair nervously saying, can I catch it if I'm here?
2: Renato will shrug and say, I'm certainly not the expert, uh but what happened to you i mean if if you weren't sick with whatever everyone else has where have you been like why are we in the hospital
1: i and she kind of like loses focus for a second she's staring off into the distance and she says i don't know i think i couldn't breathe and then i woke up in the hospital that's all i can remember
2: tornado will look very concerned at this and say you need to keep breathing if you stop you'll die
1: she looks at him curiously and says that's good advice thank you
2: tornado will nod like very slowly and sagely as he's clearly distracted with something else um and he'll say uh my dad stopped breathing for a while but he didn't die he came back. Nothing can stop him.
1: Oh, well, I'm glad your dad isn't dead.
2: And he'll, like, sort of, like, he's sort of, like, looking off in the distance when so he said this, and when you say that, he, like, snaps back to you. He's like, Oh, uh, thanks?
1: You're welcome.
2: he like, nod and smile.
1: She kind of smiles, but turns her head away, stares off into a different direction.
3: All right. I think while this is going on, Celine's still texting, I guess. And now she's uh, with the same conversation with uh, Simone. God damn it, Eduardo. Um And yeah, now she's like, uh, How's your hair doing? I heard something's going on with that stuff. Um,
0: I think we have a shot of her in uh, like at her place and mm-hmm. she's like looking at herself in the mirror and she's like got like kind of like has like wrapped like a towel around her head and she just texts back like like oh I feel like I just feel really bad and I kind of look like shit, so I figured I don't want to add to all the ugly in that school, so I won't wouldn't come in. And she, she hits send on that and walks away from the bathroom mirror, and the camera tilts down, and we see in the sink, like, a, a ton of hair. Like, a wig's mm-hmm. worth of hair in the sink. Uh, but she's not telling you that.
3: Would... Let's see. Would Celine be able to pick up on that, or...
0: Uh... I think if you like pushed her on like what is really wrong with you possibly using a move or using a string or something then that could work for sure but I think she's like there's a pride issue here that she's not telling you that
3: hmm, okay uh, yeah maybe
0: she, I guess um,
3: I'll try and push just Celine uh, will say uh, <clears throat> all through text just a uh, Oh, well, yeah, it seems like everybody's having some sort of hair issues here. I don't know what's going on. Maybe a uh, hope. I mean, I could use a wash anyway, but this is something else. Hope, uh maybe if, if you have it, too, I mean, not a big deal. Maybe there's some kind of uh, something I can do to help fix it or something. Hmm. Do you
0: think you're? knocking out a move
3: um i i wasn't really
0: looking at the moves so much but um cuz i i think um... with i think without some kind of mechanical thing her instinct here is to j- just avoid that question somehow avoid it in some way that's could be clever uh could be like the kind of daria defensiveness or could be like a hey uh, I, I, I'll I, talk to you later and then just not respond for a long time. Like it could be either like any of those things. Like I'm going to say she doesn't want to get into this. There's a pride issue there. Um, but if you want her to do this, you could make her do it. I don't know how useful that is for the story. I think if like out of character, you know that information, but in character, maybe you're wondering, is that more interesting because it could mean later you have to call her again or even go to see her or something like that (laughs) Uh, no but I did find out um, that I have (laughs) a a string on her I didn't think I did but I wrote it
3: in later so I was like how can I get a string but I have one so I will um, use that to tempt them to do what I want which is tell me if you're actually suffering
0: from this hair disease okay Um, when you spend a string on someone choose one Okay. And you're trying to like tempt her to do what you want, I assume. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: And the one I want
0: is tell me about
3: if you're suffering from this.
0: Sure. Do you have to. And you kind of and within the narrative, you kind of offered like, like, oh, maybe I could help out in some kind of way. Oh, you don't have to do that mechanically, but just for the. No, you're right.
3: You're right. I love that. Um, Yeah. So she the string is that she says, um, yeah, I mean, come on, we're friends. Like, remember the party? feel so close to you. You can can open up to me. Don't worry. I'm not going to tell anybody or anything.
0: She'll reiterate again, like, like, I look like shit. I don't feel good. I'm super tired. I don't really want you or anybody else to see me right now. And I think if you press further again, she will admit yes. She will say, some of my hair is falling out. She will not tell you, my sink is full of hair. But you from other what other people are saying where it's like oh yeah so and so bald as shit now you hear somebody else saying that mm-hmm. so yeah I think she might just text back uh oh well you're gonna
3: look great with a pixie cut don't even worry about it and then um immediately just whatever the sub sub is she might say oh mrs sub um can I just go to the mm-hmm. bathroom it's Subbanski, but uh yes you can <laughs> yeah and then she's she's gonna run over <laughs> to the bathroom very, very heavily Polish school um, yeah, you, you did mention the name, but I forgot what it was. But I think she would be disrespectful enough just to say, oh, Mrs. Sub, come on.
0: Yeah, I I may, I may, think I may have said the Sub's name, but I forgot it. It was like
3: Serafina Skabowski or something. Sure, Serafina Skabowski. Yeah, I
0: think it was something similar to that. I'm like, what? So many syllables in this name.
3: Yeah,
0: um, but yeah. And so you're, you're heading to the bathroom.
1: Oh, yeah. God.
2: Lights flickering, sparks flying, fuse box flat out dead? I'm Krant Jeppering, and me and my family have been serving the families of Central Florida for three generations. From minor rewiring to installs to total renovations, Jepperings are fully licensed, insured, and modest master electricians. We're the only electricians that understand how important modesty is in the electrical world. We know what we're doing but in case anything goes wrong, we are the only electricians in the Central Florida area that have a guarantee that if any of our employees get electrocuted, you and your family won't see our skeleton.
1: I was worried when I hired an electrician to fix my track lights that something would go wrong and the electrician would get zapped and my daughter would have to see the electrician's skeleton. His skeleton. That is the most naked you can be. My daughter's seven. She shouldn't be subjected to that kind of pornographic imagery.
2: As journeyman electricians, we know that when a person gets electrocuted, everyone can see their skeleton. The difference between Jepperings and our competitors is that we care about your family and how much of us you see.
1: Jepperings made sure that my daughter wouldn't see anyone's skeleton if anyone got electrocuted. She's seven.
2: So call Jepperings. The Modest Electricians.
1: rings.
3: Modest Electricians.
1: Okay.
0: Carl, do you have a thing that Renato's doing? Or I know you were talking to Emily and I know Kate popped up.
2: Um, no, if he's not talking to either Celine or Emily... He's kind of just staring vaguely ahead, because no one okay. else really wants to talk to him. Oh, uh, if you um, want to give him something, I'm happy to do something.
0: Yes, there is a person who's interested in talking to you, and that, of mm-hmm. course, is Alad, who was trying to get an opportunity to speak to you alone at the end of last cool. game, mm-hmm. um, but was unable to do so, and there was right. a. Uh, there were some near arguments between right. uh he and celine and Lilith when he was not right. pleased or he felt he was um he was third and fourth wheeled <laughs> <laughs>
2: got so, a whole car on this guy yeah at
0: this point it's just a fucking car all right yeah um so yeah um he will. When Celine gets up and is like leaving. And so uh, Miss Sabansky uh, is like looking, he'll hop into the next seat, like near uh, Renato and say like, Renato, are you doing okay?
2: Renato will look at him and say, oh yeah, yeah, man. Hey, what's up?
0: He goes, I just heard everybody. I just heard there's a lot of people who have that they're getting sick there's something wrong uh I don't know if you heard but Brennifer is apparently looks like that guy from the great cooking show what's his name he's bald he's super white he looks like I don't know what his name Uh, is Clean. some kind of English yeah he kind of looks like Mr. Clean if Mr. Clean um was shorter and ate all the cakes at the show anyway but
2: are you okay or not, i will say never better man just you know just blessed to be here you'll say uh hey do you know lilith is sick too and i i think there's a moment
0: uh that if if you weren't a teen who uh isn't perceptive at all what you would easily see would be his um no, you know what? He'll just say it because um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who just fucking wear everything on their sleeves in this game. He's just like, "Oh, Lilith again." You know, people are gonna start to think that uh, something's going on with you too, and uh, we wouldn't want we wouldn't want them to think that. And I think he like puts like a hand on your shoulder, um, in a like, "Am I right, buddy?" but also Enronado if you don't tell me to take my hand off then maybe i'm not joking around kind of one of those kind of
2: deals and renato will be like look concerned he'll like put a hand on his hand and say should we be keeping that to ourselves like should i keep that under wraps ooh
0: i don't think you're trying to shut him down right or are you um no no, I, don't think, I didn't think you I didn't think you are either but it has the fucking effect of it where right, totally he just um he's like slowly pulls his hand away and says well I don't know if you're getting sick then maybe it was from her and he like looks down at that hair that you took out of your head and basically yeah. says like uh, kind of like throws it out as like maybe that was maybe that was something that she could have given you
2: and Renato will again, like, continue looking concerned and say, so you think she is sick? I mean, she always looked a little ill.
0: And she, she she did not, but he says that.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah. And he'll say, we should go look for her, you and me. Like, she could be in trouble. We That's can get his the whole actual together. <laughs> And he'll, like, look around for, like, Celine and, like, Emily's not there. And he's like, oh, right, she's not there. Uh, Could this be you turning him on? I have a pretty specific idea of how Renato is acting. I don't know how that works with the moves of this game. I, my impression it, of Renato right now is he's not trying to do any of these things, but those things are definitely happening.
0: Do so, you, yeah, want, you want him to do this, right? He's definitely doing what he said. Mm-hmm. Do you have a string on him? hold on on a lot because if you do then you can just spend that string I do you are more than welcome to spend that string to get one of those defects if you'd like to yeah let's 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 do some mechanics up in here yeah otherwise Um. we could say that you're turning him on you don't mean it as a sexual thing necessarily or as a romantic thing but he can pick he can take it that way or it can it doesn't explicitly have to be like for instance, turning someone on can also be the like man this person's just so fucking cool. It can also be like that
2: kind of a deal. So am I correct in reading that it says I can spend a string to tell to tempt them to do what I want? Yes. Alright, so yeah, like he yep. says that where he's like, um Oh, well maybe Lilith is in trouble. We should you and me should go look for her. Like we should all look for her. Uh like sort of like seeing if his gang's with them, but they're all doing their own thing, but so he looks back to a lot. Yeah, and like he'll so mechanically, I think he'll spend a string where a lot is like, oh, um, I would gain Renato's favor if I just helped him find Lilith to sort of like yeah, try you, and stay in the running, basically.
0: Yeah, the gears the gears in this guy's head are turning, and mm-hmm. um, and he's kind of like, he's like, don't bother those guys, especially if you're you're gonna scare them. Why don't you and I just go do that, and we can go look for and see what's up. And uh, we won't won't bother those guys about this. We can we can we can handle this. I mean, if you're not feeling well, we don't want to you know have more people's germs getting you sick, or if you're sick, getting them sick. So why don't we why don't we figure this out? So he's down. He okay. would prefer it just be the two of
2: you, but he doesn't have the ability to require that. <laughs> And Renato would prefer if like everyone he knows goes, which would be Celine, Emily, him. I think yeah, that's it. Because Everett is missing and Lilith is obviously missing.
1: So, I know Emily was giving you weird looks, but she's a little jealous that you want to go find Lilith.
0: He said when he says like we can all go do this, like Emily maybe gives him kind of a slant eye, or a, what's it called, a stink, stink eye. Down. Mm-hmm. Looks at him crossways a little. A lot of ways to describe how a person looks at someone. And all of them don't really mean anything. Um, They're all metaphorical. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Celine. You are in a high school girls bathroom. It is all those tiny tiles i guess they're called subway tiles um it's those but instead of being like it it doesn't look like the inside of a steak and shake instead they're all like (laughs) weird tan and um i forget what colors we said the school's
2: colors were Mm -hmm. was it blue and gold or am i just thinking of my school yep i am i don't remember
3: maybe like greens that's really trees, i guess right Maybe I don't know if he said it, but
0: that's just my contribution. You're the lumberjacks, so yeah, we'll say in, in here it's like, yeah, that yeah, the Springwood lumberjacks. Oh, we are? Oh, we, we actually are. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, the uh, so it's it's green and brown, is what I'll say, is at least in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's perhaps not the school's colors, but those are the colors in the bathroom, and there's a mosaic that says, now like, Go, go lumberjacks Jacks on the wall. And so you're in there and um, this bathroom has. uh, There's only there's only one mirror and that mirror is like towards the exit and it's like one full length mirror and that's it. Hmm. So there's. There's I don't know. uh, Two stalls and a handicap stall and two sinks.
3: And the sinks don't have mirrors
0: or anything. Um, if you'd prefer they do, that's fine.
3: Um, I was, yeah, I, 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 it doesn't yeah.
0: matter too much. But yeah. Okay, if it doesn't matter, then no, they don't. <laughs> gotcha. Um, no, what? And... Fuck, they, they do because that's we're so used to seeing that element of you're at a sink, you also see a mirror. That yes, they do. Sorry, gotcha. I'm that's comparing this also with how actual some actual school bathrooms in Orange County, Florida, work because they don't want the kids the issue is they don't want kids spending a bunch of time staring at themselves in the mirror and shockingly teenagers will do that for a very long time and so they'll just be gone for fucking forever other schools have the issue of kids break them all the time and so they would have like like in a prison where it's a polished thing of metal that's just screwed to the wall that's like impossible to get off unless you're the Hulk but it's not really a mirror like you can't really see yourself that well and also, it makes wow. you feel like you're in a prison. Anyway, um, so she'll patiently wait in,
3: uh, for everyone to leave, I guess. If there's anyone in there at all, and then um, let's just say no. Yeah, and then I'm I'm glad we did the sink thing because I this is what I picture. We're doing the stereotypical. She's gonna exactly what you just said. Like lean in the, at the sink and look in the mirror. Maybe she's got like a matches or something. And she like lights mm. one of these matches, like in front of her, and just stares into the, the fire. And she's gonna try to uh, to use her her powers to to ask a question.
0: The young and the monstrous, a Monster Hearts actual play podcast from this American Dice. The young and the monstrous is Carl as Kyle the ghoul. David as Celine, the witch. Eduardo as Everett, the ghost. Lauren as Lilith, the fae. Kate as Emily, the mortal. And Austin is your game master. Cover art is by Blair. Monster Hearts is a game by Avery Adler. The Young and the Monstrous airs here on This American Dice every Thursday. So don't forget to check us out each week. Rate, review, like, subscribe. Check out our Facebook group, The Whole Nine Yards. And let us know what you think. Every five-star review on iTunes will read on the air. Our intro and outro music, of course, is "Deep State" by Vans in Japan. Now go, lumberjacks! Oh, dark. oh boy, yeah
1: dark set i gotta pull out some like i got random sticky notes all over this desk from this
2: game okay why are they sticky that's good you keep tell. using my desk carl yeah <laughs> like. now
0: go lumberjacks
2: if you enjoyed that you'd love the city
3: beautiful coming to the orlando fringe in for this january the City Beautiful is a live band burlesque musical starring Marisa, written by David, and researched by Austin. It's a sexy, original musical all about the weird, queer, BIPOC, sometimes somber, but never boring history of Orlando, Florida. Tickets are on sale for January 11th and January 14th. Visit orlandofringe.com or find the link in the show notes. Why did they name it Orlando.
0: Now go Lumberjacks!